You're listening to the Talking Crops Podcast, a product of AgFacts.com. Today's episode discusses how financial lessons from the 1970s and 80s may help producers get through tougher times ahead. The interview you're about to hear comes from University of Nebraska's Market Journal. They sat down with Alan Featherstone, who's head of the Ag Economics Department at Kansas State University. In terms of going back and looking at some farm records from uh, Kansas back into the 1979-80-81 period, there were really two things that led to the boom-bust cycle, and in some respects, uh, both of those hit their income statement at the same time. The uh, first thing that occurred was essentially a increase in interest rates. That increase in interest rates basically hit the farmer's income statement by increased interest payments, um, increased debt that uh, basically um, increased the amount of uh, income going to the uh, interest payment side of their income statement by 65%. The other thing that happened is we ended up with a strong dollar and that ended up depressing prices further. And so the value of farm production dropped by 15%. Those two together ended up causing a situation that we were really quite good in the 1970s where we had a lot of excess repayment capacity to a situation where farmers couldn't pay their bills and then that ultimately led to the uh, decline in land values of in parts of the um, country 50-60% that uh, again just exacerbated those problems. How similar are the uh, characteristics or the situations today? In terms of the situations today on the interest side um, a 65% uh, increase um, the last year the average Kansas farmer ended up paying uh, 19000 in interest payments and so if that would increase by 65% it would go up to 31000 certainly that would hit their balance sheet and income statement but not um, significantly probably what's more concerning and we're beginning to see a little bit of this with the strong dollar is the fact that uh, crop prices are becoming depressed and if you look at where the um, prices are now, they're about the same level that we were receiving in 2007, 8, and 9. I want to talk about one of the things you said today. It was loans perform for a while. Tell me what that means. Yeah, essentially, uh, if you look back at what happened in the financial crisis there, the average farm loan that ended up going bankrupt performed for about six years um, before um, it just was to the point where um, the uh, bank said no more. And uh, um, so what that means is that uh, um, loans that they're making today did not default a year from now. And so they were still making pretty good decisions. It's those that ended up uh, um, being made kind of leading up to the top of the land market that were most critical. And those were the ones that uh, ended up uh, defaulting. And, and so it's likely not um, gonna be the loans that are being made today simply because bankers become more conservative. It's those that they made in the better times that uh, um, didn't have as much margin as they uh, needed um, to perform. How much is a problem? How much default? What percent? In terms of uh, back in uh, the 1970s studying a lender, it ended up being 11% of the loans they made at the worst time they could be making loans ended up defaulting. Um, others ended up being worked out through the situation, but I think it's important to realize that most of economics works on the margin. In the land market is a very thin market. Um, in Nebraska, you're probably looking at two to three percent of the land trading per year. And so if all of a sudden there was um, two four percent of the land on the market, that would be a huge amount of land to, to work through the system. 
And then at the same time, there's some factors there that if interest rates increased, you may see more individuals shifting out of land and moving into CDs that could also put uh, more supply of land. And, and so um, the uh, market, the agricultural land market can get out of disequilibrium fairly quickly, causing some fairly substantial decreases in price. So with those concerns in agriculture now about how much money people are going to have if they're just trying to minimize losses, is there one force going forward that pushes us from safety into danger or vice versa? In terms of, I think a lot of it is going to be uh, managing cash flow, um, trying to uh, look at your expenses and, and see if, uh, again, you can uh, um, reduce some of those costs. Um, again, there's a distribution around how well the sector is now. Um, we've heard reports in Kansas where um, certain lenders are not going to provide operating for the 2016 year unless uh, there's kind of uh, some financial work and financial plan looking at in terms of how that's going to be paid off. And uh, um, so there is going to be a subset of farmers, at least in Kansas, that uh, potentially are going to have difficulties in 2016 arranging financing to, to put in some of their crop without uh, making some major adjustments on their um, balance sheet, um, either through um, reworking um, their, their debt structure, maybe pushing at that a little bit more on the long-term side, or some of them may actually have to look at potentially selling some assets in order to um, pay off some of that debt. At AgFax, we're serious about crops. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Or you can keep up with the latest news in agriculture at agfax.com. That's A-G-F-A-X.com. We'll keep you informed.